0: You're listening to Speak Your Style, a lifestyle and business podcast hosted by Sasha Bowlby and Liz Toombs.
1: Hello, and thank you for joining us for this episode. We are so excited today to have Miss Trish. I call her Trisha Collier um, for our episode. um, We are talking all things FinFest um, for our episode. So we appreciate you joining us um, and telling us a little more about um, fin Fest and how you came about it. Um, I actually met um, Trisha at the shop um, at Sash and Bow through an American Heart Association event um, that I hosted. Um, I guess time gets away from you. It's been, you know, probably three, four years ago. <laughs> I don't know. I'm oh. in like two years quarantine now. So I'm like, I gotta go back. Like how many years was it ago? Um, but I met um, her and her amazing son, Finn, um, at that event. And let me tell you, Finn um, was something else. So um, I'm excited for y'all to get to know more um, about Trisha, about her son, um, and about the event that's coming up on September the 10th. So we'll hand it over to you, Trisha. if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself um, and let us know about Finn.
0: Great. Well, thanks for having me and promoting Finn Fest. Um, Finn was um, our baby of six. And when he was born, he had five congenital heart defects. Um, There are 18 known defects and he had five of those. Um, He had a quick fix surgery um, at five days old. And then at five months old, he had a really large surgery at the University of Michigan. And he was there for two months because there were some complications afterwards. Um, But then we seemed to be on track and he was doing well. Um, And then he had three more surgeries after that. Um, he coded on us for an hour, one time, but God wasn't ready and we got him back. And then, um, July of 2018, he had his last open heart surgery. He did fantastic. We like to say fantastic. Um, he came home three days after his surgery, actually on my birthday, and he was doing great. He had never done better. And we really felt like, um, it might be a long time in between before we had the next surgery because there were going to be more heart children are never healed this side of heaven. They just get continual surgeries to keep them growing, keep them healthy and, and able to continue on, but there is no known cure yet. So, um, fast forward to April of April 1st of 2019 and We were out of the country, but he was left in good hands and he was doing fabulous. We had him checked out before we left town just to make sure we weren't missing anything. And he had had a wonderful day for a seven-year-old of Chick-fil-A and Malibu Jacks. And he came home and was saying bye to some friends that had gone that day and he just collapsed. His heart went from a normal rate to about 400 beats a minute and he had a pacemaker, but The pacemaker can't be set to capture everything because if it does, the batteries run out so quickly. So this was something that he had never um, dealt with before. He had never had this um, kind of rhythm that caused him to have cardiac arrest. So they got him to UK hospital and um, they called us. We got the first flight out, which was 12 hours later and extremely grueling to wait when you know your child's on life support. But we got home and for nine days, um, he fought. And we just decided that, um, well, after he had the cardiac arrest, because he had so much, um, lost attorney thought, because he had so much CPR, sometimes that can cause swelling in the brain. And I think about the fourth day in, um, he suffered a stroke. And from that point on, we knew that things weren't going the right direction, and so they did a, an MRI, and it showed that the brain was severely damaged, so we gave it a few more days to run testing and see what would happen, took him off all of his meds uh, to see what he could do, and we decided on Wednesday the 10th that we would take him off life support, and if he could breathe on his own, we would take him home and take care of him the best we could from then on, um, but that if he couldn't breathe on his own, that um, God was ready for him, and if we were making a mistake in our decision, we really felt deep in our faith that God would correct that, because when God's ready, he's ready, and he won't let us mess up that timing, so um, Finn was, um, you, you couldn't look at him until anything was wrong. He, he looked like the perfect little seven-year-old boy, and He was always singing, always dancing, just very outgoing. If he wasn't in a bow tie and a button down at Keeneland, he was in boxer shorts and barefoot at home. And so um, we just decided that's not how he would want to live out the rest of his life with a feeding tube and a trach and a wheelchair. Um, So we just let God call the shots, which he was kind of in charge anyway. Um, But they came in the room that day. And the neurolog- neurologist said, I just want to do a few more tests just to make sure that we're all on the same page and that we, we kind of feel certain about the outcome. And Finn had not opened his eyes or moved since we had been there. And she tapped on his leg and she said, Finn, can you raise this leg for me? And he did. And she tapped on his um, tube in his mouth and said, do you want this thing out of here? And he swatted at it you know, kind of like a drunk person would swat at something in a, in a test on the side of the road. He, <clears throat> he was kind of all over the place, but he knew what she was saying. And then she asked him to move his arm and he did. So she cried, we cried, the doctor cried. We, we all were so confused because we thought that his brain wasn't really understanding anything. <clears throat> and so then we were really confused about what to do. And it really all came down to, did the stroke affect his airway? And Um, The neurologist just said, you know, I don't know how much he knows or how much he's in there, but he is there. It's just that this is probably the best it'll ever be. And it's just hard to say with brain injuries. So we regrouped, we talked it out and we just decided to see what he could do on his own. And it was clear from the minute that they um, pulled the breathing tube out that he was struggling. So they did a couple of things to make it better and it didn't. And so um, they prepped him like you would for surgery. They just gave him a lot of morphine so that he didn't feel pain and um, he passed away that day. And actually, um, April 10th, that day was the Go Red, um, Go Red Day at Keeneland for the Heart Association. And we were supposed to be there with him speaking. And uh, we didn't get to do that obviously, but um, he was a huge advocate for the Heart Association. He went to Washington DC to do medical research funding. He got to um, kick back with his goldfish in a lot of the Kentucky Congressmen's uh, offices and he just had a blast. And so um, he also was um, an ambassador for Make-A-Wish and he just loved talking to crowds. He didn't meet a stranger, he wasn't shy, Um, The first day that we met Joey from the Heart Association at Keeneland, he flipped up his shirt and said, "Um, I had open heart surgery six weeks ago. Look at my scar. And that's how the whole thing got started. So when he passed away, we just decided that we wanted to continue to celebrate his birthday here. And the best way to do that would be as a benefit fundraiser for the Heart Association, for Make-A-Wish and for CHD research. So September 23rd is his birthday, but that usually seems to be a home UK game. So we try to find a Friday in September that works best for most schedules. Um, and we have two fantastic, fantastic bands that come and play, um, Magnolia Vale and Rob Unseld. And um, the girls who sing for Magnolia Vale were actually with him the day that he suffered cardiac arrest. <clears throat> they were his his caregivers that day. and And he loved those girls and so they will be singing at the Origin um, on September 10th from 6 to 10.
2: What a big personality it sounds like he had.
0: Yes, always singing. Like to the point that sometimes in the car I'd say, can we just take two minutes and have quiet time? And he would say, but why? <laughs> I'd say, well, just because I've, I've got to think about some things and your singing is so good that I just am concentrating on you. And, and he never listened, but that's okay. <laughs>
1: The first time that I met Finn was during that American Heart Association event at the shop. And I mean, I just remember him coming in with his bow tie on and his red sweater and his little loafers. And I mean, he just commanded the entire store when he came in. And then you would come back to the store and he would come with you. And so I have, uh, for those of you who have not been into the store, I have a bench um, as soon as you come into the store. And so he would come in and kick off his shoes and stretch out on that bench. And he would just have the biggest time. And he, just that smile, I mean, would light up the entire room. And that night at the event, I mean, he had everybody just rolling. And he was just, the short amount of time that I knew Finn, I mean, it's just the impact that I'm sure he's made on so many people, um, so many places. It's just... um. He was a special, special little guy. Yeah, and it's crazy because CHD it it
0: it works so funny. They can be doing great, and then all of a sudden, just something goes wrong. And your heart is so sensitive to so many things. And I look back, and you know, on February first was the heart ball, and we were there, and. He danced, and he ate, and he loved salad, and they had salad, so he ate mine, and he ate his, and he was a little bitty thing. He didn't look like he could eat half of his plate, but he ate so well, and he ate healthy, and um, he just had the best time that night, and we got ready to leave, and he looked up at me, and he said, that was a good time, and I said, yeah, it was, and I have just some of the cutest pictures from that night, and I would have never in a million years guessed that exactly two months from that day, he would- He would essentially have a heart attack so you just never know life is short and you you have to roll with it and prioritize
2: you are so right i mean your faith is obviously very strong you've mentioned it several times um today and i just think that message is is so valuable for people to hear um so when you all started Finfest, what was the the end goal in mind that you had for it, other than obviously celebrating the life of your son? Um, is there something else that you all are trying to do through that event?
0: Well, we just hope that every year it gets bigger and bigger. We would like it to end up being, you know, a huge all-day concert somewhere um, with multiple people singing. Um, the first year it was great, and we had over a hundred people in attendance. Last year, of course, we dealt with COVID, and so we had to do it virtually. We were we were actually going to cancel it, and Rob, who sings with us, said, no, we got to keep this going. We can't miss a year. We will do it live on Facebook, live on Instagram. It doesn't matter if we raise $20. We've got to keep the momentum going and do it. So we did, and it turned out well. And so this year, we were thankful that um, The Origin had given us the space to host it and Um, Here we are with kind of COVID on the rise again, but um, most people don't seem deterred. So we we have a pretty good gathering so far with ticket sales and um, just hoping to get some more because all every penny will go for um, CHD research, Make-A-Wish, and um, the Heart Association. Finn did receive uh, a wish trip. He uh, wanted to go on a Disney cruise, because he couldn't go to Disney and ride all the rides, so he wanted to do a Disney cruise, and he wanted to swim with the dolphins in the Bahamas, so that's what we did, we all got to go, and it was, it was just the best time, and my kids were a little, my older kids were a little disappointed, they said, oh, we could have met a celebrity, and I said, this was not your wish, this was his, and I know it's Disney, but you'll have a good time, and and they just kept thinking, this is so Kiddish, and we went and they absolutely loved it loved it and uh, we did swim with the dolphins and we did all the things and Make-A-Wish just goes above and beyond anything you can imagine I mean they gave us a debit card so that while we were in the airport if we needed food or we needed drinks or the kids wanted to buy a um, keepsake it was on that card they said when the trip is over if you still have money on the card Put it in the ATM and draw it out. It won't charge you a fee, but we don't want you to be out a penny. They waited on us hand and foot. Um, he got a private meet and greet with Mickey. Um, I mean, they just, they gave us credit um, on the ship to pay for things because sometimes at dinner, we would have a bottle of wine so that we could continue with five kids on a ship. Um, and <clears throat> we thought we were going to have to pay for all that in the end. And it was, they had given us a credit and it was just all covered. So. They really do a fantastic job with um, just making you enjoy the process and not having any worries along the way.
2: What a special Uh, memory too to have.
0: Yes and and that was just 11 months before he passed so um, we had debated you once you are granted the wish you can hold on to it for as long as you need to. Some of these chronically ill kids can't go immediately or within the first two years and so we debated on waiting until he was a little older to make sure that's really, that he understood the gravity of the gift and that he was choosing the right thing. And my husband said, you know, he's the only one of our kids that has really liked Disney. So let's just do it. <clears throat> and thank goodness we did, or we would have missed the opportunity. So
1: with FinFest, you all are giving out um, a service award um, in Finn's name. Is that correct?
0: Um, actually... We are going to be handing it out next Wednesday at the Heart Association meeting, because this person who's getting it and doesn't know they're getting it yet um, could not be at FinFest. Um, You'll understand why once we share that news, but um, so we're handing that out next Wednesday at the Heart Association meeting, because my husband is now the board chair for that, and um but we will share it at FinFest, we will announce it.
2: Well, and so for me, who's not as familiar with that award, what do, what's entailed in that award and um, in, like what qualifies someone to receive it, I guess?
0: So it's the Finn Parks Call Your Service Award given by the American Heart Association here locally, <clears throat> the Central Kentucky chapter. And it's really for anyone young who has, um, given awareness to CHD, to congenital heart defect awareness. Uh, Last year, a family in Somerset won it because both of their children had congenital heart defects and they do a ton of service work, raising money for the Heart Association, baking cookies, having bake sales, having lemonade stands, just doing all kinds of neat things. And even through the height of COVID, they were still doing things that um, allowed them to make money. So they won that last year. And this year we have a really neat recipient and i um, trying to think what hints I could give without giving it away, but um, he's known in the community. Um, he's sports related,
2: and
1: that's probably about all I can give away.
2: You're making me nervous. I'm like, are you gonna give it away? I know. I wanted to be like, you don't have to tell if you don't want to, but those are some good hints that will keep people guessing. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That's really that's a really neat thing to have established, and then to be able to to give out.
0: Well, he just he just loved advocating for um, the Heart Association. He was willing to go to any event they wanted him to go and speak at. He would do the countdown for the Heart Walks. Um, he was just very very into it, and and he he knew he was sick, but we tried to be as honest with him as we could. At, at six and seven years old, the first time that he coded. an hour. Um, We weren't sure if he remembered any part of that, but about six months after, um, I was sitting on the couch with him, and we saw a commercial for the movie um, Heaven is Real. I think that's the name of it. Heaven is Real, maybe, and he said, what's heaven? And I said, oh, you know, that's that's where Jesus lives. He said, oh, yeah, that's right. Just very matter-of-factly, that's where I went, and I said, that's where you went, and he said, you know, that time I died and I said oh the time that you coded and he said yeah and I said well how do you know that's where you went and I didn't want to give him too much information I wanted him to give me his account and not me feed him anything and and he said because um I got there and um I was I sat on Jesus lap and I told him I was tired and he said well lay your head on my shoulder you'll be back again and I said so you knew you weren't staying, and he said, "Well, um, no." He told me I would come back, and so from then on, he kind of started to remember other things. And um, there was no doubt that he had the encounter, and he wouldn't have known. There was. Um, we're Catholic, and so we believe in the intercession of saints, and so we had asked for the intercession of someone who was in the process of becoming a saint, and we feel like that he took our prayers where, where they were needed. And he told us that that person, and he had, we had never spoken about that person in front of him. And he said, well, um, blessed Solanus Casey asked me to pray for him. And I said, asked you to pray for him? And he said, yes, which in our faith makes sense to us. So, <laughs> because he was asking for prayers um, and we had never mentioned him. And he was four at the time. So there's no way he would have known that. Um, and so then Finn ended up going to Michigan uh, about three weeks after his last open heart surgery to be in the documentary that was um, for Solanus Casey's journey to sainthood. And Finn is in that documentary and that was a cool thing. And we got to um, go and see where he lived and, and the lives he touched. and we have just gotten so many unique opportunities through Finn's life and no doubt that it was short, but um, he taught us way more than we ever taught him. And, and we experienced things we, we never would have experienced had he not had this condition. So it was a blessing in many ways.
2: I mean, I've got goosebumps and tears in my eyes. That was a, <laughs> a really powerful story, but I mean, thanks for sharing it. Cause I mean, this is, it's just a really powerful story.
0: It's a long story and there's a lot, and this is really the, the watered down version. Um, but but he he does have such an amazing story from beginning to end, and, and so many times we can look back and see God's hand in it the entire way. And um his cardiologist was Dr. Carol Cottrell, who who is just known really well here, and she became a cardiologist while raising four of her own children as a single mom and on welfare. And the reason she went to medical school was because her oldest daughter, Crystal, was born with a congenital heart defect, the same that the snowboarder Sean White had, Tetralogy of Fallot. She invented a piece that would go in their heart to hold them off for surgeries longer, Um, but her daughter passed away on the surgery table. So it prompted her to do that. And at the time, this was way back when, There weren't women in medical school and she could not get a school to accept her. So she wrote to, I think it was President Hoover at the time um, and sent her letter to the White House and said, this is my passion. I want to do this and I need to get into school. And two months later, she was enrolled in a school in Pennsylvania, I believe it was. And she said, I never knew how it happened, but it had to have been been help from Washington. So uh, her story is incredible. And my husband actually had met one of her sons in school, and it was a patient of hers that she had, and he was from Eastern Kentucky, and every time he came to her office, she realized he was not getting the medicines that he needed. So she, this was back in the 70s, so she gave him a quarter, and she said, the next time you don't get your medicines, you call me, I'll come and get you. So one night, at like seven years old, on the um, oh, the park, the park, mountain parkway, a, a semi-truck driver saw this little boy walking at night and he stopped and he said, son, what are you doing? You're going to get killed. And he said, I've got to call my doctor. I'm not feeling well. So he pulled the quarter out of his shoe and gave it to the, the truck driver and he said, buddy, you don't need that. Hop in my truck. We'll find her. So he figured out who it was, called her. She came and got him. She ended up fostering him and then adopting him. And he was in class with my husband all those years ago. And he said, I remember Carl so well, he would sit and watch us play on the playground. Blue is a blueberry because sometimes these park kids don't have great oxygen um, and blood flow. So he said, I remembered him so well and that always stuck with me. And who knew that I would need her all these years later for my own son. And so when we got transported to UK, um, 21 hours after Finn was born, um, my husband, not really understanding how the medical field works, said, I want Dr. Cottrell and she's the only one we'll see. And I said, this is emergent. We got to take whoever is on call. We, we can't be picking right now. And he said, no, that's who I want. So when we finally did get to go back and see him, this little woman in this wheelchair rolled up and bumped him and said, I heard you're looking for me. And he turned around and they both cried. And I said, can we take care of the kid over here in the the baby bed because you all can have a reunion later. Um, But from then on, she was not only our doctor, but just our best friend. And she was in the ICU herself towards the end and texted me one day when she knew Finn had an appointment and an echocardiogram scheduled and said, how are things going? And I said, would you please just take care of yourself? We'll be to see you in just a minute. So She just had a fantastic memory, and she was just the best doctor. We loved her, and she passed away um, a year and a half before Finn, and she is buried very close to Finn. So, um, yeah, just just great relationships from Finn, and and great experiences. And um, her birthday is actually tomorrow. So, um,
2: September's
1: a big month then. And September is a big month. Trisha, we appreciate you so much joining us and telling us more about Finn and about FinnFest. Can you let um, our listeners know where to get some more information about FinnFest, where they can get their tickets, how, they, how and where they can donate if they would like to do so um, outside of the event? Any information that we can just pass along to them?
0: Sure. So uh, FinFest is on Friday, September 2nd from 6 to 10 at the Origin Hotel in the Summit. Um, You can purchase tickets through his CaringBridge page. There is a Venmo app there. Um, It is caringbridge.org forward slash visit forward slash FinCollier or you can find it at FinFest on Instagram and there is a post with the um, Venmo app there as well or you can DM me. And I can send you whatever you need.
2: And just to clarify, it's Friday, September 10th, right?
0: Yes. Is okay. that what I said?
2: You said the second, but that's no problem. Oh, I just that. want to make sure we got the right info out there. Friday yes.
1: the 10th is what you said earlier. And so that's great. Thanks for all yes. that info. That is right. We'll get this out um, to all of our listeners. Um, again, if anybody has any questions, you can reach out um, to you directly. Again, check it out. Um, on, um, I found all of my info on Instagram at Finfest. Um, give them a follow, um, and also to, um, it's a great story. Um, Finn was one of those. Like I said, I didn't know Finn for very long, but I mean the impact that he has made on my life. I will continue to spread the word about Finn, about the American Heart Association, about Make a Wish. That's um, it's some great programs that provide um, some amazing things for some amazing kids. So. We appreciate it. We appreciate you.
0: Thanks so much for having me.